Time for business with Nicholas Poynton. Kia ora, Nicholas, and consumer confidence is still in the doldrums. Kia ora to you, Mani. Yes, retailers should be worried by subdued consumer confidence amid rising pressures on households, according to the ANZ Bank. Its, la- its latest consumer confidence survey, compiled with Roy Morgan, is unchanged for September at a pessimistic 85.4. Bear in mind the long-run average is about 120. And at 25% of households believe it's a bad time to buy a major household item, and 8.4 from August. ANZ senior economist Miles Workman says that's concerning for retailers. Household balance sheets are definitely being squeezed essentially from both ends, from high inflation and from rising interest rates. And that rising interest rate part of the story, that's entirely intentional. That's what the Reserve Bank wants to achieve because they need to achieve that in order to take that excess demand out of the equation to cause inflation to slow. For retailers, that does suggest that you know the demand that they're seeing for their goods and services is likely to slow over the coming year or so. So it does point to uh, tougher times ahead, particularly for that industry. Miles Workman sees a strong labour market and wage growth is a positive for households. The Financial Markets Authority says the $700,000 penalty imposed on insurance company AIA is a warning and should be a deterrent to industry misconduct. The High Court has confirmed the deal between the company and the FMA for false and misleading representations made to customers. AIA admitted to misleading 383 life insurance customers about supposed benefits they were entitled to, incorrectly charging premiums and underpaying claims, which are put down to system failures. The authority's head of enforcement, Margot Gatland, says bad treatment of consumers by finance firms will not be tolerated. This is an important case for achieving general deterrence and sending a message to the industry that financial services firms must invest in systems and controls to ensure that all their customers are treated fairly. And in this case, it was a self-reported matter from an inadvertent uh, action, but it was still a breach of the Financial Markets Conduct Act that has resulted in a contravention and penalty uh, set by the court. Margot Gatlin says recently passed legislation will increase scrutiny and regulation of the finance sector, requiring banks, insurance companies and the like to deal fairly and honestly with consumers. Two other court cases involving alleged poor treatment of consumers by insurance companies Cigna and Kiwi Bank are currently before the courts. Building products firm Steel and Tube Holdings reports steady trading through July and August, with earnings rising despite a levelling out in demand. Shareholders have heard this morning that revenue is up 15%, with volume similar with last year's levels. Chief Executive Mark Malpass says it's a solid start to the year. Trading through July and August has been fairly steady across uh, the market sectors that, that we participate in. And this time last year was impacted by the nationwide alert level 4 uh, lockdown that was 11.59pm on the 17th of August. So if we compare... Uh, 2022, our revenues are up about 15% and our volumes are fairly flat with last year. We've also had uh, a very strong pipeline in place for uh, forward workload. Mark Malpass says customer activity is anticipated to be steady, although in some sectors it's seen a moderation in demand. Clothing retailer Hallenstein Glasson's full-year profit has fallen by a quarter as the firm was hit by COVID lockdowns and rising costs. 
Its net profit fell to $25.6 million from $33 million the year earlier, although group sales were little changed at $351.2 million. The first half was hit by store closures on both sides of the Tasman, although online sales remained solid and margins steady. Hardest hit were sales and profits of the Hellenstein menswear and Glassons womenswear chains in New Zealand, partly offset by increased sales and profits of Glassons stores in Australia. The company says it. Uh, the company says sales have improved in the first eight weeks of the new financial year, up 68% on the year before. Well, it's time now to catch up with the latest on the markets, and we're joined now by Ben Petro of Jardin Securities. Good afternoon to you, Ben. Good afternoon. Ben, why don't you start off with giving us a bit of a flavour with what's been going on on the local market so far this morning? Uh, a pretty weak start today uh, in line with offshore moves. We've currently got the NZX50 down 149 points or 1.34%, trading at 11,050. Who are some of the major movers? Uh, we have Steel and Tube up 2 cents or 1.5% at $1.36. Uh, Hallenstein's Glassons are up four cents or 0.8 of a percent at five dollars and three. Uh, Heartland are also up three cents uh, or 1.8 percent at a dollar 66. And on the other side of the ledger, we have Fisher and Paykel Healthcare down two and a half percent or 48 cents at 18 dollars 73. Uh, we have Main Freight down 2.4 percent at uh, 67 dollars 23. And Invertil are also down 2% at um, $8.64. Ben, we'll skip over the Australian market. Obviously, it's closed because of the change in daylight savings. So let's move to the currency. There's been plenty of interest in this in this, this week. How is the New, the New Zealand dollar faring? New Zealand dollar is up slightly, currently trading around 0.5738 to the US dollar. Uh, against the Australian dollar, it's also stronger, trading at 0.88. Uh, against the Japanese yen, it's at 82.89, and against the British pound, it is at 0.5149. That just leaves interest rates oil and gold. Okay, we have a US 10-year rate having touched 4% earlier this week, trading at 3.78%. Uh, Brent oil is down slightly at $88.49. The New Zealand 90-day bank bill is up three basis points at 3.85%, and gold is trading roughly unchanged at US dollars $1,662. Thank you for that, Ben. That's Ben Petro of Jardin Securities with our markets update. And in other business news, KiwiRail has reported an operating surplus before one-offs in tax of $134 million for the year ended June. Last year, it made an underlying profit of $63 million, but its financing structure has changed, with the company responsible for above-rail costs. Infrastructure such as track is funded through government funding and user charges. Freight revenue was up $22 million to nearly $450 million, but the gains were offset by the lack of tourist train income and failures of a Cook Strait ferry. Council-owned Littleton Port Company has lifted its bottom line by 18% as it processed a record number of shipping containers. Net profit for the year ended June was $18.9 million, compared with $15 million a year ago. Revenue rose by $20 million to $162 million as container volumes exceeded half a million for the first time. Well, that's it from me for now. Uh, the business team will be back with an update on the day's news and numbers around half past five in Checkpoint.